the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready to get down to business? Join seasoned entrepreneur, community leader, and Army veteran Scott Shalom Klein, who will take you behind the scenes with those who work in America's small business scene and speak with leaders making an impact, creating jobs, and telling their story in entrepreneurship. So let's get down to business. On AM560, The Answer, here's your host, Shalom Klein. And indeed, we're all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business. And I'm your Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts on my website at sykline.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you won't want to miss. I'm going to lead that off with our first guest. That's Chris Moe. And Chris is the co-founder of Cartograph, a team of 60-plus people that help CPG, we're going to talk about that, and e-commerce brands grow their companies on Amazon. Chris Mo, welcome to the program. Thanks, Shalom. Great to meet you. Excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a pleasure to have you on. So let's talk about the person behind the microphone. Let's talk about you. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, this wild journey that's led into entrepreneurship and how you are helping other entrepreneurs. Sure, sure. So I grew up in Northern California. Um, my parents are actually entrepreneurs. They started a small um, software company in, in Northern California. Then I went to uh, school in New York, joined um, McKinsey, did consulting right out of university for a number of years, went to a hedge fund for a couple of years, and um, kind of always knew that entrepreneurship would find its way to my career. And so my co-founder called me up and said, Hey, we got this opportunity. I, I know a lot about Amazon. I'm helping out some brands. I think you might know something about consulting. Let's uh, build Cartograph together. And that was just over about five years ago. Well, congratulations on all of that success. That's incredible. Um, and, you know, certainly listeners, every every human being on the planet knows a lot about Amazon. And obviously, we're getting ready for a, a busy, I guess, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Tech Tuesday, Giving Tuesday, all that sort of good stuff. Uh, so Amazon is certainly on, on many people's shortcuts. But you really call it hack the system. You really understand. And we're going to dive into that. So what was that aha moment for you where, where you realized that, gosh, I could actually you know, make a lot of money for my clients using the system. And we're going to dive in some of those tips and tricks, but not share all of the secrets because we want our listeners to get in touch with you. But yeah, give us that aha moment and how you've watched that, that, that amazing website that we all know evolve. Yeah. You know, it was, it was from the very beginning, John kind of shared with me, that's my co-founder. He shared with me case studies of, Hey, if you do all these little things, right. Amazon's basically a self-service platform and um, they don't make it easy for brands to figure out how to actually make the products move. And so once he showed me the system showed, Hey, and, and we worked through a couple examples ourselves, we found we could quickly add, um, like a million dollars in sales profitably to a number of our, our clients. And so we've since done that uh, probably over a hundred times. 
um, to with working with over 200 brands on the platform. I'm chatting with Chris Moe uh, from Cartograph. Um, again, you've been hearing uh, about their success and, and how they've really watched it, um, which is great. So I used an acronym before, and I, I hate using acronyms on this program, CPG, but that drives a lot of things that you do. So, Chris, do you mind enlightening and decoding that for our listeners? Sure, sure. So CPG stands for Consumer Packaged Goods. Um, it's basically uh, stuff that lives in a grocery store, generally speaking. Um, and so we say we work in food and beverage, pet, beauty, baby, and supplements. Those are kind of our categories. And really a different way to describe it is consumable products that are low price that people will buy over and over again. So my dad said a long time ago that it's all widgets. It's all widgets. Again, you could be talking about one product or service or another, but ultimately there's some principles that hold true. And one of the things that I know you talk about a lot, you've become the subject matter expert on, is about advertising. Advertising, um, you know, specifically using, like you said, that 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 Amazon platform. So uh, let, you, you've talked about how ads and Amazon really work. Do you mind telling our listeners a little bit about that? Sure, sure. So, yeah, ads, ads are a big part of our process at, at Cartograph. Um, you know, the, the first thing you do on, on Amazon is you make sure that you have inventory available and that your listings look good. Um, you know, that's your pages. That's the stuff that shows up in search. Um, easier said than done, actually, both of those tasks. And then you get to advertising. So once you have um, a decent review base as well, then you can start advertising on Amazon. And so... Um, Advertising on Amazon is not so different from other platforms in that a lot of it uses like a pay-per-click model where you enter a um, bidding auction in order to find places usually um, oriented around either search terms or products on the platform. But um, the, the interesting thing about it on Amazon is it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very, very uh, democratic process where performance on ads is really a function of performance of the product. How much do people click it? How much do people who click it actually buy the product? And so your job um, as an advertiser is to one, make your page look as good as possible to make sure that people click it and buy it as much as possible, but then also find the places that people are interested in your product, find places where you're relevant. Uh, I, I really want to know, especially for our small business owners, entrepreneurs tuning in, right what type of brands are successful on Amazon? And again, Chris, what is your playbook for success, especially for entrepreneurs and small business owners? Sure. So the brands that are really successful on Amazon are brands that, um, one, have a, know where they stand and know, understand the differentiation of their product. And so they know that we're different in this way. We're, you know, we do a lot of food and beverage. We're healthier. We taste better. We're specifically a unique flavor. We have a unique look. And then brands that are willing, that, that can really tell that story in a compelling way with their content. And so our playbook is to work with these brands. Um, and then really the way to think about it is Amazon is about getting about a hundred little things right. So it's discipline and execution, making sure every little piece of your content is right. Your supply chain is is really clean that you're always in stock and always available on, on fast shipping, one or two day shipping. And then once you have like all your hygiene in order, then you start to promote the pages and then make sure you start to find bit by bit. um, Where do the people who might buy your product shop on the website? 
And so I like to say it's a little bit more about perspiration than inspiration. It's rarely one or two big ideas. It's being really, really um, buttoned up on your story and your execution and then promoting it to all the people who will buy it. Well, we are chatting with the subject matter expert himself. That's Chris Moe, who founded uh, Cartograph. And uh, again, you've been talking uh, a lot of great tips and a lot of advice. Um, but I want to go back to where we started. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about uh, Cartograph. You've grown it. You've got 60 plus people. You're managing quite a bit. Um, I Do you mind telling us a little bit about uh, what's next for you guys as a as a business? What, uh, where are you going from here in uh, 2024 and beyond? Yeah, we're, we're hoping to continue to grow and kind of focus on what we're doing, which is partner with brands um, to grow them on Amazon. And uh, yeah, we think there's still a lot of opportunity on the platform, even in e-commerce, which has had some struggles in, um, in you know, conventional ads like Facebook ads recently. We've been able to grow with almost all of our clients. So we're looking for consumer goods brands that um, you know, are excited to take a shot at really winning and being a bestseller on Amazon. Well, that's what you do so well, and um, we're thrilled um, that you have shared so much advice with our listeners. But I know you've got a lot more advice. We keep mentioning this playbook, um, and uh, Cartograph certainly has uh, has hacked that playbook. So uh, let's uh, make sure we get our listeners over to you so they can get in touch. How can they do that? Sure. Yeah, well, we, we give a lot of that playbook away uh, for free if you'll, if you'll find us online. The best way to find us is on LinkedIn. Look for Cartograph. Um, we post weekly tips of all the latest things that we find, as well as you can sign up for our monthly newsletter, which has a little bit goes a little bit deeper. And we also share um, white papers there. Uh, so you can reach out to me on LinkedIn personally, follow the company, or feel free to even email me directly. I'm Chris at GoCartograph.com. Oh, that's Chris Mo. Chris, really appreciate you coming on the program and sharing your uh, your passion, your expertise, your talent with us. Can't wait to have you back on real soon. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You can always subscribe, rate, review, and share on your favorite podcast app. Super easy. Just search for Get Down to Business. You'll find it wherever podcasts can be found. We've got some great additional guests all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship this week. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Get Down to Business, and we'll be right back. Hey, you're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Get to my website, sycline.com. So I've been really excited for this conversation. I'm joined by Zachary Layden from Ocean View Stables. And uh, Zachary, I know, uh, served in the military uh, and, uh, and, and eventually uh, turned his passion into a business venture. And that's what uh, he is joining us here today to talk about. Zachary Layden, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I want to get started by talking a little bit about your background. Um, thank you for your service, especially relevant uh, just as we air this a few days post uh, Veterans Day. And um, you are an example of, uh, of, uh, of an amazing transition and how you're doing some pretty amazing things. Certainly, I don't think we've had anybody in your industry on this program. So Zachary, really excited. Let's talk a little bit about your background. What brought you into the military and what brought you out? Sure. Uh, I joined the military right out of high school, and I just had a passion for I wanted to serve my country, and I wanted to do something bigger than, you know, myself, and it was a good experience. I joined infantry, uh, was able to get into a special operations unit. It was it was a, a, a good time, went to Afghanistan, I had good times and bad times attached to that, 
uh, came out and was struggling to find purpose. I had a, a background with horses and, um, and somebody was able to introduce me back to horses and uh, it made me feel whole again. And so I, I found myself in a position where I didn't have a position of leadership. I didn't have anything to lose. So I jumped in with both feet and, and uh, decided I would try to make a living with horses. And I, I, I ended up uh, being a success story in it. So. Yeah, absolutely. So 2014, again, that passion for horses evolved into a business venture, and you're truly combining a lot of really, really awesome stuff all together. So um, where did your love for horses uh, get started? Let's let's go there. Sure. It started with a girl, of course, uh, in high school. She liked horses. I liked her. So, of course, I liked horses. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, that, that progressed into uh, a... a strong bond with horses they, they always kept me grounded made me feel present and uh, so I've always chased um, the opportunity to be around horses in the military I cowboy on the weekends um, when I was in college I was on the equestrian team I, I, and then I eventually I, I built a business out of it so uh, it's always been a part of me so especially as a uh, combat veteran coming out, um, what's the what's the uh, sort of value add? I'm trying to think of the right words to articulate, but what's what's so special about uh, about about horses and and your your world of equestrian equestrian uh, sports that actually does have a relevance to veterans, especially in this day and age? Yeah, when when I got out, I started work with horses. I was in a very uh, dark place before I got involved in the horses as deep as I did. And looking back on it, I could see that I was, I was in a place where I, I really needed probably psychology. I, I needed a, a psychologist. I needed help, uh, you know, to work through the traumas that I was going through. And I would never have thought that back then. I never would have went and sought help. I, I didn't, I felt like that we people do that was kind of my mentality when I was younger. And um, the horses ended up being my therapy. Uh, and working with them, you have to be very present to get something done. And you have to be, you know, concentrated on what you want, what the end result is to actually get there. If you just go work with horses and, and you've had a bad day, well, the horses don't know the difference. On your way yeah, to the absolutely. And, and you go work with the horse, yeah, and you're, you're not going to get anywhere with them. You'll, you'll notice it. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I'm chatting with Zachary Layden, um, who uniquely blends the worlds of tech, equestrian uh, artistry, and business. Uh, and certainly, I think the, from what I hear, uh, as I've read through your background, um, your resiliency in the military certainly uh, has led you to some of the success. Because it hasn't all been uh, rainbows and butterflies, I know you've experienced your challenges. So, Zachary, if I understand correctly, you're also a computer science student as well? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm just finishing up with my uh, degree, and uh, I'm, I'm a, a big fan of blending old... Yeah, blending everything together uh, again. So let's talk about how you do that. You uh, you recently uh, moved forward on a uh, on a uh, on a uh, horse stable venture in the Bay Area, and it's called Ocean View Stable. So let's talk about what you guys do. Well, Ocean View Stables is uh, it's soon to be 
a tiny guest ranch in San Francisco. Right now, you can do trail rides down to the beach, lessons, you can board your horse there. We have a food truck called Cowboy Cookout. You can have your barbecue meals out of the uh, facility. Uh, eventually, we're going to be putting pods on the back end facing the ocean, um, an unobstructed view of the ocean. And you'll be able to stay there and, and do clinics and enjoy horses and our uh, nice meals. Uh, the part that blends tech with this is uh, early on in my, my venture of building this business, I put together a book online software uh, in the horse industry, and I was one of the first people in California to do so. So that was uh, the big starting leap of, of blending uh, tech with it. So I, I want to talk entrepreneurship for a moment because uh, you certainly have experienced a wild ride in entrepreneurship. I believe you've had your uh, your challenges uh, as well. And if you don't mind, we're going to talk bluntly about that because we have so many entrepreneurs, small business owners tuning into this program that can use that advice. So Zachary, what's, what's been the biggest uh, sort of shock as you've gone into, uh, again, going from the uh, your, your passion for uh, for horses to actually turning it into a business? Uh, so there's like stages to, to this. When you first get going, everything is hard. Uh, getting contracts, you know, being an authority and improving your authority, being able to get, uh, you know, the, the contracts to, to, to survive, that's the first leap. And once you get past that, it seems like the next biggest leap is once you're, you're good and you know you're good, well, everyone else knows you're good. So then people are going to try to hire you. And so then you have to be willing to, to say no to, to, taking on a job to do the same thing, which probably pays better than the entrepreneurship journey that you're on at the moment, um, which is a very like disciplined thing to do, to say no to a six-figure job while you're eating top ramen to try to get your business running. <laughs> and then the, you know, the, the next thing is once you actually reach the success, realizing that it was the, the journey up that was actually fun and actually being at the successful point is, is you're, you're, you're hungry for that, that climb again. Um, so that, that, for me, that, the, the journey is the fun part. A- absolutely. And any, any things that you've done along the way that maybe you would say, gosh, kids, don't try this at home, or any particular shortcuts that maybe you found that you would recommend for a fellow entrepreneur? Um, so my, my, I guess my shortcuts would be based on uh, the, the horse industry, so it would be hard to say that's uh, something that I can recommend because most people are probably not starting a horse business. But one of the issues that I fell into, um, I ended up losing a huge contract. I had a multi-million dollar facility in Sacramento and, and I had a contract on it. Uh, and then I started butting heads with the, the county um, and, and you know, they, they found a spot within the contract that they were able to cut my lease and, and I had to move on to the next opportunity. And that was, you know, devastating. I, 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 took the punches, I kept punching back and I, I succeeded. But for a lot of people that would have been the end of their their, their venture. Um, so you really need to know what you're going into and, and get your contracts looked over by multiple people. Uh, and don't get so excited to sign that contract and move forward because later on as you establish that contract could kill you. So Absolutely. That's words of wisdom right there. I'm chatting with Zachary Layden, who, again, uniquely blends the worlds of tech 
equestrian artistry and business, uh, served in the military, and uh, and now uh, certainly has gotten started with a pretty darn cool venture, Ocean View Stables. I mentioned this earlier. We haven't, I don't think, had anybody in the uh, world of horses, equestrian. Um, pretty pretty awesome. So, Zachary, um, we've got just about a minute and a half remaining. What's next for you? What should our listeners be uh, looking out for as they hear of Ocean View, and how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, go to oceanviewstables.com or you can talk to me directly at Zachary at oceanviewstables.com. I can answer any questions about entrepreneurship or uh, horses. Uh, the the big thing that we're doing is is we're renovating this property. We bought this beautiful property right on the coast in San Francisco or in Daly City, three minutes from the San Francisco Zoo. It's 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 wonderful, and we're turning it into a tiny guest ranch in San Francisco. Um, you'll be able to stay in the pods on property. You can do trail rides down to the beach, uh, and you can do lessons if you're local. It's it's a, a really cool experience that we're putting together there. Um, the next thing that we're adding to that is a um, online course aspect where I'm going to teach people how they can develop their own programs in horsemanship in, in the horse industry. Uh, so that's that's uh, going to be a link that you can find on OceanViewStables.com. And so if you're interested in starting your own business in the horse industry, uh, I'll have an online course pretty soon. Well, Zachary, that's amazing. Really appreciate you coming on. Really appreciate you sharing your passion. It bleeds through the, air, the radio airwaves, and I can't wait to follow your progress and just really, really appreciate your service, your passion, and your advice that you've shared uh, today. We've got a... To get down to business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm thrilled to be rejoined by our returning guest and the expert on everything real estate for this program. That's Laura Catcherbone-Gerace. And Laura, welcome back to the program. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's starting to very much feel like the holidays. Um, it's uh, I, I, I was uh, outside the other day and I was actually absolutely freezing my uh, my tushy off. And I was thinking, gosh, I know that there's a lot of stuff that happens in the real estate world as well around this season. So that's why I wanted to, again, be joined by Laura Catchabone-Gerace from Caldwell Banker, Stafford Place. And uh, Laura, so let's talk about what winter means for real estate, good or bad. You know, it's a little bad and still good. Um, it it gets real. It does get slow. You have less traffic when you have a listing. There's less people coming through. But here's the thing: the people that are out there looking, they're serious buyers. They're not looky loose. They need to buy something. People still get transferred during the holiday season. People still, you know. Stuff happens. Uh, people unfortunately die, get divorced. Um, all those reasons for selling a house, and that happens during that time. So, so it's still it's it's just a little bit slower, but it's it's not. I, I sold the house one time on Christmas Eve. 
for real. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. So again, I love that. No lose. People are very serious when they when they want to when they want to move on a property. They want to move fast, and that's why I know you literally take calls at all, all hours of the day and night. And again, one thing that we have said repeatedly on this program is that the difference between you and everybody that's out there is your focus on your customers. So, Laura, I mean, we're a practical show, as you know. Bottom line: if somebody it needs something right now in the real estate world. They should not push it off and, and wait until after uh, until after New Year's. Is that right? If you're a buyer, you especially shouldn't push it off because one of the best times to buy real estate is between Thanksgiving and the Super Bowl. And I know that sounds bizarre, but the day after the Super Bowl is when our spring market starts. And in between that That's- time... Is a slower That's a great deal. Great deal. Because those sellers also, when they're still on the market during that time, they want to sell. So what are the the kind of things that folks can do, obviously in addition to working with you and your team, what are some of the things that that folks can do and should be sort of uh, getting, if they're getting into the zone and starting to make a decision like that, what are some of the things that can make sure that they're going to be positioning their property for success or or perhaps on the the buyer side uh, to make sure that they are going to be uh, a competitive buyer in this time of year? So as a seller, I actually have two books that... um, that I have available to clients, one for buyers, one for sellers. And these are some of the things that that's talked about in them. And it, and, and just so we're clear, it was a book that um, I put together with a company that gave me the content and I picked what I wanted in it. So I'm not an author. So I just want to be clear on that. But the ideas are definitely things that I stand by. But so as a seller, I think one of the most important things is You know, you don't have to remodel your kitchen and remodel your bathroom to put your house on the market. But, you know, a fresh coat of paint goes a long way. You want to declutter. You want, you know, I see pictures of listings. I just saw this the other day. I don't even know why the agent put it on the Internet. There's just every, the beds weren't made. There was, you know, things thrown all over the place. The counters were completely cluttered. You can't even see you know when you're when you're when you're putting your 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 place on the market your best foot forward needs to happen right at the beginning so just small things like that i mean i tell my clients i don't even care if you clean the counter put it all in a box and when i'm done having pictures taken you can put it all back out for all i care but as long as <laughs> the buyers that. can see what it could look like that's what we're looking for so that's the most important thing really to a seller is just small things like that. You know, a crazy thing like your front door, when somebody pulls up to your house, it should look inviting. If your front door looks a mess, then don't make it look a mess. Make it look nice because that's their first impression. And the rest of the impression goes through the house. So that's for I love it. And especially this time of year, especially this time of year, Laura, you know, everybody wants to, uh, like you said, they're no looky lose. Somebody's, uh, if somebody's moving, they want to, they want to move on it really quickly. And that's why they need to talk to you. Um, and, uh, you have been in this business for a while. Uh, and, uh, that's your, uh, that's, uh, let's go with the station identification over here for a moment. Laura Canterbury Gerace, um, from Coldwell Banker, you are the expert in the Chicagoland market. And, uh, 
uh, you have demonstrated that by talking about how folks, uh, again, can utilize this time of year actually to really, really uh, be able to move forward with their uh, with their sale, their purchase. Laura, how can folks get in touch with you? Oh, easy. 708-212-4905 is my phone number. And we always laugh about my email. It's S like Sam, P like Peter. It actually stands for Stratford Place. S-P Laura, L-A-U-R-A at AOL.com. And I love that AOL. Laura Cashmudgerace, she has been in this business for so long. She has an AOL address, and that's why you need to speak to her. Laura, thank you so much for coming on the program. Happy holidays to you and to your team. We'll talk to you real soon. Thank you. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. And boy, do I have a treat in store for you. I am uh, thrilled and excited to be joined by Dr. Cody Garaguzlu and his wonderful wife, uh, Valerie Garaguzlu. Um, and uh, they have quite the impressive story of entrepreneurship that I was so excited to bring them onto the program. I always love to get to know the people behind the microphone first. Uh, Dr. Cody, Valerie, welcome to the program. Thanks, thanks so much for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Scott. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about background, and then we're going to get into uh, your amazing, uh, amazing journey and your amazing breakthrough. Tell uh, uh, Cody, if you don't mind getting started, tell our listener a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so my name is Dr. Cody Garguzlu. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm the scientific founder of Imaginostics, and, uh, you know, I've got two bachelors, a master's, and a PhD, and a postdoc, and uh, the technology that the company was founded on was actually invented during my PhD and developed during my postdoctoral fellowship at Harvard Medical School. That's great. And we're going to we're going to talk all about that, which is great. And, and Valerie, you are very much a part of the story. We're going to talk about the journey of faith, love and science. But Valerie, do you mind telling our listeners a little bit about yourself as well? Sure, with pleasure. So I'm a lawyer by background. Um, I've, uh, you know, we, Cody and I, we met in France uh, more than 10 years ago. Uh, as long as I remember, he always wanted to cure cancer. Uh, it turned out that he invented the breakthrough medical technologies that can help uh, find a cure for a lot of incurable disease. Um, and I've, I've helped him to co-found the company, and I officially joined the company just a couple of months ago. So I'm really thrilled about the development um, and where, where we're heading that's amazing. So, uh, wanting to solve uh, want, wanting to solve cancer and, and cure the world of cancer that wasn't just a, uh, a pickup line um, from uh, Dr. Cody Guzla to his wife uh, Valerie. Uh, again, uh, French American couple. They uh, I know you guys met in France in 2007, I believe. So, uh, Dr. Cody, you were talking uh, a minute ago a little bit about your background. Let's talk about uh, the uh, the again this journey as I as I mentioned, faith, love, and science it's a breakthrough company let's talk about what you do tell our let's dive in a little bit deeper sure so you know it's a mri based technology uh, new mri physics and so really the value proposition is that we deliver 10x better vascular images and a novel panel of imaging biomarkers where for the first time we can quantify vascular physiology and biology at the individual level 
<laughs> wow, that's amazing. Um, so quite a breakthrough. When you were going through medical school, were you planning on sort of going in this research route um, and certainly going in the direction that you that you now have this amazing, promising startup company, um, Imagenostics? I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Or, or were you planning on on just trying to uh, dry, just trying to help people? Uh, well, Scott, first, I should say I'm not that kind of doctor. Um, <laughs> so I'm actually a, an MRI physicist. Um, my PhD is in uh, biomedical engineering. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, you know, originally I intended to bring my love for physics into the medical realm for cancer by uh, enabling uh, a way to quantify uh, tumor uh, damage and delivery of novel pharmaceuticals. Um, and so I, I really started off by inventing a, uh, a new modality, an MRI for quantitative imaging. And um, I did do um, some work in cancer with some publications. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm overcoming some sickness <clears throat> with some publications in that space. Uh, but I quickly moved on to, uh, you know, neuroscience. And, um, and, and, and nowadays, uh, you know, we, we focus on Alzheimer's disease and related dementia in our research uh, although uh, we are uh, having offerings to pharma companies that are developing novel drugs for cancer to help them show in real time what exactly are their drugs doing to treat those tumors. Absolutely. And there's almost uh, two stories going on here at, at once. Um, certainly the impact that you're having um, and again, helping people. And uh, yes, maybe not that kind of doctor, but uh, but really, I mean, the impact that you're having as a uh, MRI physicist, that's that's amazing. So Valerie, what's your role within the company and, and how are you sort of taking things to the next level? Sure. So uh, I'm the only non-scientist in this team. Everyone has a PhD and the years of experience is a programming, you know, MRI post sequences, or uh, we also have an AI expert on the team. So I guess I bring more like the human touch, like uh, trying to explain the technology for like lay people um, and, and trying to as well bring like the, the high vision of where, you know, we want to go. Uh, we really want to uh, shift medical care from curative to preventative. So how, you know, big vision is to offer like full body MRI scans to people when they are, you know, starting when they are in their 20s, you know, maybe 30s and diagnose disease like decades in advance so they can, you know, talk with their doctor and, uh, plan for preventative medical treatment. Fantastic. Again, I'm chatting with Dr. Cody and uh, Mrs. Valerie Garaguzlo, um, and uh, amazing, amazing, uh, again, journey of uh, faith, love, and science. And Cody, you were quoted as saying that uh, MRI is, I believe you said exactly, this was the exact quote, we're still living in the Stone Age. Is that a, uh, is that a statement that you stand by? Yeah, I mean, MRI really hasn't changed for, for 20 years. Um, I mean, the, the real issue is is that uh, the images that are generated are just these black and white, you know, pictures, and, um, and they really don't lead to any early diagnosis. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Cody, Valerie, uh, I'm going to continue my conversation with you in just a few minutes. We're going to talk about some of that accomplishments that you've had in 2022, 2023, and of course, your vision going into 2024. You're really changing the world, and that's not uh, that's not hyperbole over here. Again, you're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll be right back.
Hey, you're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Always get on my website, sykline.com. Follow me on Twitter, at Shalom Klein. And uh, of course, search for Get Down to Business on your favorite podcast apps. That's the easiest way. Store. Um, and speaking of amazing guests, I'm continuing my conversation with Dr. Cody and Valerie Garaguzlo, who are uh, doing some amazing, amazing, um, amazing, amazing breakthroughs in uh, in MRI and imaging technology. We're going to talk a little bit more about it. But Cody, you just said right before the break, you talked about how MRIs have not changed in years, and you are doing uh, some pretty massive change uh, pretty rapidly. Uh, either for for Cody or for Valerie, um, let's talk about some of the funds that you've been raising and, and what that's going towards and uh and and tell us about the past year or two yeah thanks so so last year um you know we were able to get a couple nih grants um one of them was for nine hundred fifteen thousand from the national institute on aging and that's for a multi-center study on the early detection of alzheimer's disease and related dementia and so really we're imaging you know people between 18 and 35 and then 70 year old and then around 70 with mild cognitive impairment. And the goal there is really to map out the vascular abnormality and pathology um, of mild cognitive impairment. And so we're looking for things like blood-brain barrier leakage um, and, uh, you know, the function of the vessels uh, not being as, as uh, fast um, as, you know, normal healthy vessels. Um, so we measure the structure, function, and leakage of the vessels. So we, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and then we got another grant from the uh, National Institute of Mental Health for around 430000 And that was for mapping out the neurofunctional modulation of uh, any pharmaceutical. Uh, we're focusing on depression and anxiety drugs. And so there we're, you know, uh, essentially uh, w- when the drug is injected, then we're, we're looking at the real-time response throughout the brain. Um, where does the activation increase? Where does the activation decrease? And the motivation is, is that it's difficult uh, to develop drugs in that space because of the sort of qualitative nature of the tests that sort of show how those drugs work. And so we really just have uh, breakthrough endpoints that work on the individual level for all these type of measurements. Absolutely. Again, I'm chatting with Cody and Valerie Garagoslo. Uh Cody, this is the time of year that we all make some New Year's resolutions. Um, and I can think of uh, no more important New Year's resolutions than the work that, uh, again, the two of you are doing. So let's talk about some of your uh, growth plans and some of your expectations for 2024, which is right around the corner. What's uh, What should our listeners know okay. as they uh, as they search? And uh, I know in a moment we'll get folks in touch with you. But as they follow your progress, what should they be expecting? Yeah, I mean, so we, we also got uh, near the end of last year an investment from the Alzheimer's Drug Discovery Foundation, which is really a leader in the space of innovation um, for Alzheimer's disease. Um, of 725,000. And so now we're, we're raising additional funds um, to the tune of about uh, 2 million. And, um, you know, we, ha- we have uh, these two projects I spoke of um, in play. Uh, we also have another project with a leader in preventative diagnostics um, under mutual NDA. So I, I won't quite give the name yet, uh, but the plan is to image 150 people and to do full body vascular images, uh, which wouldn't be possible uh, but for our technology. And we are amazing. So- amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, good. 
And we are also launching our commercialization uh, with uh, pharma companies that want to test out their drugs, you know, tox the toxicity, the safety, and the efficacy, um, because we have the, those precise, you know, uh, preclinical mm -hmm. and clinical endpoints that we can offer them. Amazing, amazing. So I want to make sure our listeners get in touch with you. Can you uh, send our listeners over to your website? Yeah, it's www.imaginostics.com. So, um, you know, our, the name of our company comes from Imaging Plus Diagnostics. So yeah, you can find us there. Imaginostics.com. That's a wrap for us here this week on Get Down to Business. But we're going to be back next week on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Again, get on my website, sycline.com. Thanks to all of our amazing guests. And uh, certainly we wrapped it up with a bang with Dr. Cody and Valerie uh, and uh, from Imaginostics. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, to success, Thank let's get down to business. Like we'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here at 6 of the answer. Thank you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.